Hi, uh, welcome to the Emo Social Club broadcast, broadcast of Wednesday, June 3rd. Uh, this is a different kind of format for this uh, newscast that we've only done a couple of, so I guess it's not that new, but uh, considering the news of the past week or so, uh, we wanted to be sure that we were giving enough time and enough credit to uh, the protests that have been happening around the country uh, and giving the correct information about them. As you probably know, there have been protests uh, that have been spanning the entire United States, other countries, um, due to the murder of George Floyd by police officers in Minneapolis uh, on May 25th. Uh, We have some information on more about why this has been happening, what has been happening on the ground in uh, these cities across the United States. So uh, Lizzie has more on those topics. Y'all are loud about abortion. You're loud about vaccines. You're loud about LGBT issues. Like you're loud about Donald Trump. Every day on this app that I get on Twitter, all I see is y'all talking about how much y'all hate Donald Trump, which is totally fine. But when it comes to black issues, it should not be, uh, oh, you know, I'm kind of nervous because, like, I want to tweet this stuff out and believe in this cause, but, like, I'm afraid of the backlash or I can get persecuted for standing up for black lives. That's basically what you're telling me when you say stuff like that. May 25th, 2020, a black man entered a corner store and was accused of paying with a counterfeit $20 bill. Police were called. Three officers pinned the man to the ground. One knelt on his neck, causing him to yell, I can't breathe, until he slipped into unconsciousness and died. Police only called for an ambulance once he fell silent. His death was caught on camera. The officers were fired. But no one convicted. Protests started. Derek Chauvin was charged with third-degree murder and manslaughter. Three other officers have not been arrested. These bands, like I, I see these bands, like post, like rap music or like they they hump on, they hop on like the trends or whatever or like I slang and then you see them like using it which is cool like I'm not a gatekeeper at all but like when it comes to black issues you can't be silent on black issues when you've been so like vocal with like loving our culture. That's Kodak Chris. He's known as a photographer for bands like Belmont and is well known within the emo pop punk scene a scene that's predominantly white. And because of that, he stands out. Well, being in this scene, first of all, we, you know, I know I'm not the only one, but like a lot of people I know, we already feel like kind of like outcasts in the scene anyway. Um, just because we stand out, we don't see a lot of us at the shows and actively participating. Even though we do consume music or whatever, 
but it's just like some of us don't really feel that comfortable at shows. People from bands that he knows hit him up and check in. He offered to do free promo shoots if a band would prove that they donated $100 or more to black organizations. One local band, McKenna, who played at Wendy's once. You remember them, right? Well, they donated over $700 and took Chris up on his offer too. Sincere Engineer also sent her donation over to Chris, but offered to pay full price for her future promo shoot. Chris is also a father to two young children. The conversation about these protests came up. Because like my daughter kept asking me like, you know, daddy, like, why do you keep posting videos? Or like, why do you keep watching videos of people like yelling and like angry and like setting stuff on fire? And I had to kind of like break it down to her. I told her like, you know, people are mad right now and they protesting whatever I said you know explain how what a protest was and she was like well why like what happened like why and I was like well an officer killed a black man whatever and she was like well kind of like I, well, I thought officers were supposed to like help people and I was like well you know we thought that too but like not all officers do that like some officers don't want to help everybody just because they look like their dad and like, I'm like, so, you know, he killed him. And she was like, and my, even my three-year-old, he's like, you know, he killed a bad guy. And I'm like, no, it wasn't a bad guy. Like it was an innocent man or whatever. And my daughter was just like, I don't understand. Like, she was like, why did he kill him? And I was like, I really don't have that answer for you. Like, I wish I knew the answer. I wish all of us knew the answer for that. And she just told me like, I. She was like, you know, I think the reason why he killed him is just because he just hated him so much that he just wanted to kill him. And I just sat there like stuck because I'm just like, bro, like, that's a six-year-old. That's a six-year-old talking like that. And she can already see and understand, like, the hate in this world. And it's like, me as a parent and me as a black man, like, that's that's hard for me. You feel me? Like, raising my kids in this because, like, you know, when you have kids, you want the world for them. You don't want them to, you know, be hurt. You don't want to have to, you know, deal with the same things that you have to deal with. So it's like, at six years old, having them understand the concept of, like, people hating you for, like, the color of your skin. It's just like, I can't even, even describe the emotions that it brings on me. It's just like, you know, with the protests, like, the very next day telling her, like, we can't leave the house. We can't go over your grandpa's house because people are rioting in the street and people are protesting or whatever. And it's not safe for us to leave. And, you know, just her being like unconsolable and just crying. And she's just like, I just don't understand. Like, I just want it all to stop. Like, I just want everybody to be happy. Like that type of thing and just bawling. So I'm just having to hold her and hold my son while they balling because they wanted all to stop and me wanted to stop. It's just like, it's just like, I can't even really describe the feeling. It's just like, I'm, you know, it makes me like angry. I'm upset. Like I've never felt this many range of emotions like happen at one time. And I'm just like, it's, it's rough. How are these protests making a change? 
a protester in the western suburb of Chicago, that is downtown Naperville, who wanted to be called Chloe, says it's to be expected. There have been so many countless peaceful protests and no change has occurred. And I don't think me, as someone who is half white, can judge any black Americans for whatever they are doing right now or what anyone is doing right now. Anyone who is facing injustice or oppression has every right to be as angry as they are. But what about those who can't participate? We are still battling the coronavirus after all. And while some places, including Illinois, are opening up, it doesn't snuff the fact that our number of cases have been steady. According to the Illinois Department of Public Health, there is over 123 COVID cases and 5,053 deaths in Illinois, with the majority of those infected being Hispanic and Black individuals. So how do those mostly at risk of contracting this virus make their voice heard from the inside? Our physical bodies don't allow us to be there. Through the internet, of course. And that's how Dashney's been helping. Sharing different news updates about protests, listening to the police scanners, or just being open to listening and helping protesters in the area are some ways those who cannot leave their homes forward the message. We are just doing everything we can to get resources out there, whether it's, you know, fact-checking and sharing posts on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, um, or donating whatever kind of money and supplies and groceries and things like that that we can. Um, And we're trying to do a really good job of making sure that people understand that just because we are physically staying at home does not mean that we are not helping out. There are so many different lanes to this to navigate it and each lane needs to be occupied in some way. So we, you know, just because we're sitting at home doesn't mean that there is not still ample for us to do. Um, So we've just been trying to really keep busy with Um, Just everything on social medias, on fact checking, on um, we're keeping police scanners up at night because we have friends that are out protesting that can't have police scanners up. So they don't know what's happening. She says that without monitoring from home, protesters would have walked into an active shooter situation on Monday in the Logan Square, Humboldt Park area and could have been a catastrophe. But it's good to cross-reference multiple sources when retweeting updates. It's like hard to, it's really hard to determine like what's accurate and what's not. And like, you kind of, you kind of almost want to share all of it just in case, but at the same time, like you don't want to just scare everybody, you know, like it's, it's, it's a, it's a hard thing to to figure out what, like, Do I share this or do I not? The reactions from her friends and peers have been appreciative. Outside of virtual protesting, Chris says you never know that you might be a medium to someone who doesn't have the privilege to be around Black people. If you had that blessing to have that interaction with Black people, it's your duty to have these conversations with your family, have these conversations with your friends. Because like all day, and when I see my friends post Black Lives Matter on Facebook or something, is one of their family members under their 
like all lives matter and then they just have to like get into an argument and a debate and you know i don't really comment on it i just let them hold their own because it's like it's tiring like i can't fight the whole world like i'm tired <laughs> you know like it's it's other people's responsibility to have these conversations and have this dialogue with their family to make them understand and if you don't understand then hey you just i don't really have to mess with you in the chicagoland area there are multiple protests within the city and in the suburbs plan through next sunday change is uncomfortable but our only constant this is one that is required to occur we are all equal and this is the time to amplify black voices their struggles and to firmly say to the world Black lives matter. All lives don't matter until theirs do. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Emo Social Club broadcast. Uh, We really appreciate that you uh, would consider listening to us as a news source during these times, um, which is kind of surprising for us to say, but I know that that life is kind of crazy right now. And I'm very happy for uh, all the people that are out on the streets that are protesting, uh, doing a lot of hard work, organizing, uh, being activists for this really important cause for our country. Uh, I also just want to thank Lizzie for doing the hard work of reporting it and getting the information for this broadcast. We are on our streams this week on Twitch, uh, raising money for Black Lives Matter Chicago. Uh, we have worked with them in the past. We've raised some money for them in the past, and we wanted to make sure that we were doing something uh, for them this week. Uh, so we will be raising money for them on our streams tonight at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. Uh, we'll be doing some form of a roundtable with some people that have been involved in the protests and keeping uh, keeping an eye on what's going on, uh, speaking with uh, some of the black voices in our community. Um, so that will be tonight, 7.30, emosocialclub.tv. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, Thursday, June uh, fourth will be rock band, uh, which seems like a weird stream to do, but uh, we will be taking donations as requests for songs, and I'll just play whatever you 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 want me to, as as long or as dumb or as whatever it is. I'll just I'll just do it, like whatever you donate. Uh, and then Friday, I am doing a full metalcore uh, DJ happy hour set at 5:30 p.m. Uh, Central Time. So if you donate, I will play some music for you on that stream. Uh, yeah, I think we're all just very angry and upset, and we need um, a little bit of release and a little bit of that anger, uh, but also some productivity of actually donating to a cause and, and feeling like like we're not helpless because we, we are not. There is there is definitely work that we can all do. There is work that is is ready for us to participate in it and uh we're doing what we can do from our position lizzie cut out all those pauses i just made (laughs) i'll say that again and we're just doing whatever we feel like we can from our position so thank you for listening thank you for uh for supporting black lives matter thank you for being a part of this movement And from all of us here at the Emo Social Club podcast, we'll see you tonight and this week on emosocialclub.tv. And goodbye.